Why, hello. Thank you for listening to this podcast, which I haven't named yet. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, there will be some sort of a name to it. Why am I doing this? I'm constantly moved by generosity, by the stories that I hear, by seeing other people doing it, by participating myself in acts of generosity. And it just brings me to tears all the time. It gives me so much life and fulfillment that I want to talk about it more. I want to share more of these stories because I'm coming across people who are experiencing crazy generosity. I'm getting to be a part of it myself, but really what I want to do is I want to share stories from people who have received some sort of generous generous act. Um, Some of the stuff will be me sharing the stories. I'm hoping to be able to interview a lot of people to get their side of the story because I think I think it's necessary. I think it's important. And it's also incredible fun. If you've gotten to be a part of giving to people in an extraordinary way, even if it's like you would probably give 20 bucks, but you gave 100 bucks instead, or you only had a dollar and you ended up able to give 10 bucks, like no matter what that is, for some odd reason, doing generous acts is one of the most fun things that there is to be a part of and one of the greatest joys story-wise to hear. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to be sharing stories weekly. Generous acts. I've got several people that I, um, of stories that I know of right now that I would love to share. Um, so we're going to start there. But I really want to just start with my own story, with one of the one of the best stories for me personally that I can remember that is just so impactful. The more I think about it, the more it just like warms my heart. If a lot of you potentially heard this, especially if you're friends and family that are listening to this for the first time. And it goes all the way back to my first year in California. To this day, I still don't know how I survived my first year living in California. It, it's mathematically impossible. There's no way looking at my tax returns even that, that I survived because I was bringing in like $9,000 or $10,000 in a year. It's crazy. And I can still picture myself like this 24-year-old, naive, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed kid, just Indiana kid, this Midwestern kid getting off this van. And I road-tripped with these people from Denver all the way to San Francisco to Berkeley and getting off the van and just putting my feet on the ground right in front of this cafe that I was going to be living above and just being like, I only had one goal and that was to make movies. That's why I had moved. I'd left my job in Atlanta to go back home for a little bit before moving to the West coast. Cause it's like, I just want to make movies. I just want to, I just want to do this thing that I've thought about for all of my collegiate life. And then even the years leading up to, and I love watching movies and I want to make them and I'll be a part of them. So that's what kind of brought me out to the West coast. Um, but that first year in California was one of the hardest years of my life, especially financially. I, like I said, I don't know how I made it that first year. Part of it was because I pared down my life to a pay-by-the-month phone, uh, living out of a couple duffel bags that I brought with me. Most of my stuff was still back in Indiana with my parents and just walking everywhere they went, taking public transit when I could afford it. But it really was like when you hear people say college broke, uh, 
uh, I kind of laughed to myself because there's like several rungs below college broke. Like when you're in college, most of the time you've got a place that you're staying for the next like nine months for that next couple semesters. You've got a place to stay and you've got a place to live. And sometimes you even have like a cafeteria pass. So you've got a couple meals a day. You can kind of almost guarantee on, maybe not completely guarantee to yourself, but you've got something. So let me, let me throw out a couple other rungs that are below college broke. Let's start off with free sample dinner broke. What that is, is I didn't have a Costco membership and at Costco, they have all these free samples. You can like walk around in circles and get all these free meals. So I I couldn't even afford that. I couldn't afford the 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever a year. I didn't even know how much it cost because I just figured I couldn't afford it. So my, so my version of this was to go to Ralph's, uh, just a normal grocery store. And I would go over to the deli counter and I would sample a few of the different types of meats and be like, you know, let me try the Southwest barbecue flavored turkey. Let me try that. Okay. That's yeah, that's pretty good. Now let me, you know what? Just something more just straight down the line, just straight turkey. Okay. Yeah. Let me try some of the cheaper stuff. Okay. And how about, how about, you know, you know, would, would pepper jack be good with this? Let me try some pepper jack cheese. And I would just sample a few of the different things. Just like, you know what? Let me go. I need to go talk to my wife. We're going to talk about this and we'll come back. And of course, I would just immediately leave out of the other side door so he couldn't see me at the counter. There's that broke. That that would be a dinner at some point. Um, let's talk about four mile walk, four mile walk broke. That's where you take a bus or a train somewhere else and then you forget the right time or you stay too long and then you got to walk that extra four miles. You know how people have like scooters and stuff for that last mile uh, from the train station to where they live. Well, let's try four miles. I specifically remember living in the Berkeley area and it, you could pay a quarter above and beyond the ticket to get the, re, the, the transfer ticket. And you would use that to kind of get home at times. And I went, I had a meeting with a guy that was going to be potentially having me do some video work for him. And of course, of course, I stayed just a little bit too long and I couldn't take the bus back home. I had no money, so I had to walk four miles. So that's four mile walk broke. (laughs) How about living on a cot in the fill in the blank broke? A bedroom, a garage, an office, the middle of someone's living room. This cot I lived on for... Six months, seven months just went for me from place to place to place, starting off in a guy's spare bedroom, then just in their garage. And then the the mom found me one morning and she's like, yeah, you can't stay here like that. And so I moved to like the study and then uh, they found someone else took me in. So I was in a living room, but that guy didn't want me to uh, mess up his couch by sleeping on it every night. So he had me like set up in the middle of the living room and then tear everything down every morning uh, so that it was clean throughout the day. Things like that. Let's talk about turning off your phone plan broke. Turning off your phone plan broke. So I told you that I pared everything down to just a Virgin Mobile uh, phone. Uh, just pay every month as you go. Well, some months I just couldn't afford it. And so I'd have to like text my mom the day before I lost service and be like, hey, just let you know, you're going to have to email me or use my Google voice number and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. <laughs> and that definitely scared her a little bit. Uh, but the, the the cherry on top was a homeless guy gave me money broke. I swear this is true. I worked at this cafe and there was a homeless man. His name was 300. He was a regular. The reason we found the reason that he was called 300 was because 
that was his uh, bicycle delivery number, and that's all he would tell us because there were he said there were people out to get him, and so he couldn't give us his real name. So uh, one day he comes in, and um, he knew that I didn't have very much money, but he also knew I was about to be moving soon uh, down the coast with my buddy. And he came up to me. He's like, hey, I have something for you. And he reached in his bag, and he pulls it out, and he's like, I think uh, – I think this has like five bucks on it, but I, I, I bet you could use it. He had handed me a BART Metro card with $5 on it. And I was just like, D- don't you need this for something? I mean, you're homeless. Why Why won't you use it? He's like, no, 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 no. You, it's, it's better for you. I can't go on the BART because the people that are out to get me are looking for me on the BART. So a guy who thought people were coming after him gave me $5. A homeless man gave me $5. You talk about like a kick to the pride. That's 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 the low that's one of the lowest rungs below college broke. But the story I want to tell you is um right before I moved to Southern California, so I'm still living up in the Pacifica area, home of one of the greatest ta- one of the most beautiful Taco Bells in the world. You should look it up. Um so I'm, I'm like starving. I got like nothing. I've got nothing to eat, eating everything that I have. I have the only cash I have is to be able to get me back to the cafe to do more work. So I've got nothing. And I'm just like trying to make it through the day, trying to make it work, trying to for stuff. And I'm, I've just had it. I'm done. I've got to get something. I've got to eat something. And so I just open up the freezer and I see a box of waffles of Eggo waffles. And in there's just like two left and they're not mine. I think they're probably my, I'm sure they're my roommate. So, you know, I'm just like, I'm just going to eat them now. Ask for forgiveness later. Cause I need something. So I grab them, cook them. There's some butter and some syrup on it. And it's just amazing. It tastes so good, but I know I should probably tell my friend later on. So, I mean, it's just Eggo waffles, but I still feel that like sense of like, I should probably tell him. So he comes home. John comes home and uh, he's kind of the guy that runs the place. He's the one that gave me a place to stay. I had to trade like a camera um, for a couple hundred dollars to kind of pay for a month's rent. Um, super generous guy, super nice guy. He, uh, So I tell him, hey man, I ate a couple of your waffles. I'll get you some more when I can. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll get it back. He's like, no problem, no problem, no problem. So we go, um, next day comes, I think I'll go work at the cafe work all day. They give me a little bit of money to get back. And I come into the door, I come in through the door. I don't know what prompted me to, maybe I was just hungry and I needed some food and I just open up the freezer and there's this giant 72 count box of Eggo waffles just crammed in there, taking up like the majority of the space of this little fridge. And I just, I'm like, what, what is this? And I look on the side, and on the side of the box, there's a there's just written in like Sharpie marker for JB. John had bought me more Eggo waffles than I could actually eat, more than I could handle. There's so many, so many other stories that have happened in my life of people giving me money, giving me, been given a car, a couple cars money, free stuff, clothes, all this stuff. And I don't know why, but that story of a friend just 
buying buying me more waffles, like more waffles than I could eat, is still ranks as one of the the best things, best stories of generosity that's ever happened to me. Partially because at the time I had nothing. I, ha- I literally had nothing. I had a bike at one point and I left that on a BART uh, bus and I'd lost it. But I was just so hungry, so desperate, so like on the edge. Um, I didn't even realize how bad I had it at that time. And then a friend just looks at me, sees me, realizes what's happening, realizes that I'm hungry. Um, and I'm probably not going to give him those waffles. It's just just waffles. But he decides to go the extra effort to go, go drive to Costco, go buy this giant box and give it to me. And I looked it up. It's only like, it's only seven bucks at Costco right now when I looked it up online, but that seven bucks like meant the world to me. And it also meant that this guy knew me, saw me, we had a connection, we had a friendship and he was like, I'm looking out for you right now when you, all you wanted was just to replace these, this food, but I'm going to see you and I'm going to give you more than you can even eat. And I didn't, and I ended up not eating all of them because I ended up moving to Southern California not long after that. So I never got to find out what happened to the rest of that 72 count box. Um, but man, if that guy needed anything right now, if he called right now and just said, Hey man, I need some help moving boxes. Can you fly across the country to, I think he lives in Los Angeles now. I'd be on a plane probably right now just to go help him. That's how much his friendship means to me. That's how much that act of generosity means to me and that I would reciprocate in a heart in a heartbeat. That's just one of those stories that just like even as I'm telling it just brings tears to my eyes of how how amazing it is when people give. And when they give generously and when they give in love and when they do things that aren't expected and are asked of them. Um it's, it's, it's one of the best things in the world. So those are the kind of stories that I want to tell. Those are the kind of stories that I want to be a part of, but also tell more people about. So that's what this podcast is about. I don't know what it's called yet. Uh, I'm sure maybe I can fix this later in post. But yeah, so that's this is the first edition. This is the first story, and we're going to have more coming. So please subscribe wherever you get podcasts because it'll be everywhere. Thanks.